Well, hey, thank you for joining me. Let's pray. Let's pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy on this Friday. This is a great day to pray. Uh, on Fridays, we should meditate on and really reflect on the passion of our Lord. And if you are suffering right now, if God's giving you a big cross to carry, he'll never permit, you know, we'll uh, never give you really a cross that's too heavy for you to carry. And just just believe that. Know that I know it might feel heavy and impossible. You're, you're going to get through it. Let's, let's pray for you right now. I want to lift up all of your intentions and just ask God on this day to let those floodgates of his mercy open and wash over you. I'm praying today. Maggie's getting an ultrasound, and so she is not with me, but uh, Patrick Alock is on the phones with us today, and he's uh, filling in. So we'll pray for Maggie and for the good news. She sent us a couple scans, didn't she, uh, Patrick? Yes, she did. I actually haven't had the time to look at it. Uh, oh, you haven't seen the... Uh, well, I was uh, I was busy getting audio for the show. No, you're actually so. working. <laughs> yes, I'm actually working, but I will look at it uh, later on. So. Anything you want to start off with before we uh, kick this off? Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to pray continued prayers for my uh, girlfriend, Gigi. Uh, she's coming from cancer surgery. Uh, we're just waiting for the result in terms of how much radiation she needs. We're praying that she doesn't need chemo. She doesn't need radiation, and she doesn't need to take any, like, pills that she needs to take for yeah. a long time. So prayers for my girlfriend, Gigi, and also prayers for my dad um, with stage one prostate cancer. Um, we'll know soon in terms of when the surgery will be. All right. Let's pray for those intentions. I want to pray for uh, a couple of emails that have come into me. Uh, this is person writes and says, Can you please pray for my 25-year-old nephew? He died 10 days ago from a fentanyl overdose our entire family's at a loss true i pray for my brother and his other children to survive this terrible tragedy uh you know i think about the crosses that people carry and bear and it's like how do you get your head around that right such a senseless death so we'll pray for that young man and we'll ask god to meet him as a merciful savior another person said hey drew during the chapel could you please pray for a young man named brendan who's in his 20s who's been missing in new mexico for quite a while now. He's been gone for several months. Please also pray for his mother, Gloria, and his family from New Jersey during these difficult and uncertain times. Thank you very much for always leading us in the chaplet. May God bless you immensely. Thank you very much for that. Um, oh yeah. God's in control, right? I just intercede. Um, we have so many miracles when it comes to this type of prayer. Let's pray for that. And I certainly want to hear back. I want to hear the good news when that comes back in. Another person wrote, I am receiving a, uh, I received a request today uh, from, and I guess I keep the names anonymous here, uh, for his sister. She has liver problems and jaundice. She also only has 28% lung capacity. And uh, we're asking for a miracle for her right now. So we'll certainly do that. And Patrick, you just found the name of the person missing? Yes, his name is a uh, 24-year-old Brandon Gomes, and I, you know, when he talked about, it, I just did a Google search, and oh, wow. the, the original story came out way back in October. Wow, it's gone a long time. So let's lift him up. Well, one final intention here, and then we'll take yours. Could you pray for my husband? He's been very sick with COVID. He didn't have COVID. Um, he didn't have COVID, but has been having what seems like long COVID, fatigue, trouble breathing. Recently, he's been diagnosed with anemia. He's getting very depressed. Please also pray for me to have the strength and the wisdom to help him get closer to God and spend the rest of our lives for his glory, strive to cross the finish line as saints by his grace. What a beautiful prayer. Offer that suffering up. Hang in there. We're going to pray for you right now. I'm going to pray for my colleague, Melissa, 
here too. Uh, she's come to mind. I'll offer my chaplet up for her. Let's go. We'll pray right now. Whatever your needs are, whatever your intentions are, let's gather together with our spiritual family and we'll invoke God's great mercy as we pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O font of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of a virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Our first call today comes from Champion, Wisconsin. That is home of the only church-approved apparition in our country, and uh, it is an extraordinary place. If you ever get a chance, make a pilgrimage there, visit there, and certainly pray. Anna, who is six years old, is joining us right now. Hey, Anna, how are you? Hi. Hi, Anna. Uh, hi. Yeah, hi. Go right ahead. Um, I'm praying for my family and the conversion of Oh Well, I'm telling you, you have very powerful prayers. So you're six years old. You're in first grade now, right? Yeah. All right. That's great, great. You're going to do great in school. Let's pray you do really well. And I love your prayer. And I remember when I was six years old, uh, I used to pray just like you. I'd pray for everybody in the whole wide world and pray for the conversion of sinners. Your prayers for your family go right to God. He hears everything you're praying. So, Anna, pray for me too, okay? And for everybody who's praying with us right now, remember us in your prayers. And we'll we'll lift up this intention. And little Anna is such a sweetheart. And coming from Champion, it makes me think of the message of Our Lady, the Queen of Heaven, when she appeared in 1859 to Adele Bryce, who was a Belgian immigrant and who was making her way from a gristmill, and the Virgin Mary appeared to her. Um, she had subsequent apparition as well. And Our Lady gave her this mission. She said, you know, it's not enough that you received Holy Communion. It's not enough, you know, that you have gone to church. But what you need to do, she says, is you need to do more. And I, and I, I was struck by that. I'm like, do more? What, what, what do you mean? Because even John Paul II said, he says, it's not enough that you're in a relationship with Christ. John Paul says you have to introduce him to others. In Champion, Our Lady gave her very, some very specific um, requests. And one of those requests was to pray for the conversion of sinners. 
That's exactly what little Anna is doing. We have them in our families, don't we? We know they're in the world. And we ourselves are sinners. And I pray for my conversion all the time. So let's pray for this prayer which God promised. He told St. Faustina this is a prayer that is always heard and always answered, the prayer for the conversion of sinners. Lord, I, I give you my heart. I give you those who are wounded. I give you those who wound you. And I pray, Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. All right. Mary is praying in Lakeland, Minnesota. Hi, Mary. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Yes, I'd like to um, have prayers said for a good friend of ours. His name is Jim, and he is um, suffering emotionally and uh, physically, and he's in a nursing home right now, and his wife is trying to get him home for some rehabilitation at home, and they um, he's very depressed. And also, I'd like to add some prayers for my husband, who's been going through chemo for, since oh. May, and he has his last... Um, he has his last session this Monday, and then an MRI to see if if uh, if it's taken care of it. And so it's been a long haul, and yeah. I pray for healing for him too. Well, I'm going to pray for you too, Mary. I can't imagine what you're going through. It's a heavy cross to carry. Um, we'll pray for your husband. Let's pray for let's pray for those miracles. You know, I I love diary entry 1578, where the Lord tells Saint Faustina. He says, "I rejoice that souls ask for much." because I desire to give much, very much. Let's pray for good reports for your husband, okay? Ask God big. We're going to ask him right, Lord. Lord, I know you rejoice when souls ask you for much. So I just ask that those those tests, those scans, those reports, the blood, all of it comes back with flying colors. I give to you all right now, Lord, who are struggling. Um, I give you Jim, who is suffering. Um, Lord, I give you all right now who... Um, we're just crying out to you. you. You know our needs. And Lord, we're going to ask big now. I'm asking big, Lord, for something very personal and kind of selfish, really. It's it's, it's not for world peace, although I do ask you for that. Uh, it's it's for something very temporal. And I just, Lord, I ask, I ask for blessings. You say we can ask for anything. And I, I invite you, if you're praying with me, ask God for anything. That future spouse, that wayward child to return, that financial blessing you're seeking, Pray for those test results to come back, for the marriage to strengthen. But we turn to you now with all these petitions, asking much as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us 
and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. All right, before we go to uh, Ada, who is in Tampa, Florida, we'll get right to you. Uh, let me give you a couple ways you can connect with us. If for some reason you don't get through on the phone lines, I know the phones are pretty jams and they fill up pretty quickly. Uh, Patrick, Maggie, the show team, they monitor our social media. So you can hit us up on Facebook. That's uh, the Drew Mariani Show. And at Twitter, which is now uh, X, you send a post, at Drew Mariani Show. That is at Drew Mariani Show. And they'll make sure they get that and read that for you. And then... Um, of course, YouTube, Facebook. If you are streaming the show, then please leave a message there, and they'll put their eyes on that as well. But, Patrick, what's coming in? What can we pray for? Uh, we have a couple here on X. Uh, Deborah is praying for Anna, a family member who's going to pass away soon. And she's also praying for our friend's mom, Sue, who is having complications from her heart condition. Also on X, uh, Leslie is praying for her cousin, Pat, who's having a hip replacement next week. And also for the conversion of my family and a financial miracle for myself. Daniel on YouTube is praying that he gets hired from the company I want to work for. Also for his marriage to get stronger and for his debts to go away. Christy on YouTube is praying for the Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit to guide her daughter as she asks for a change in hours at her job so she can spend more time with her one-year-old son. Wow. Nellie on Facebook is praying that the medication the doctor that prescribed to her will heal her mental illness. And Milka on Facebook is praying for Father Dan, as it's his birthday, but he's also in hospice. Oh, wow. All right, well, let's lift up those intentions. Let's add Ada to the mix. She's in Tampa, Florida. Hi, Ada. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. Um, uh, could you please pray for my daughter, Amanda. After nine miscarriages, she just find out that she's pregnant. And uh, she's bleeding. And we are very concerned. Okay. She's going for a blood work every 48 hours to count the numbers. So I don't know exactly what they're doing, but we are praying for her and her husband. Well, look, let's pray right now, Ada. Um... I'm glad you got through. It's a critical moment for your family. And I'll just repeat it to everyone so they could hear. Uh, Ada's daughter uh, just found out she's pregnant. She had nine miscarriages leading up to this point. So what a blessing to have a child again. But she's bleeding in this very moment. The entire family is distraught over this. We need to pray. And... Uh, you know, I often think about what the Lord says about faith, right? Faith the size of the mustard seed, we can move a mountain. Uh, without faith, nothing is possible, right? Without faith, nothing is possible. But with faith, everything is possible, right? Nothing will be impossible if you have faith. A mountain can move. That bleeding can stop. You know, a child can come back to life in the womb. We've seen it through Bishop Fulton Sheen and through others. Let's turn to the Lord and let's be people of faith, right? Be a person of faith. Be a person of trust. Lean on the Lord in these struggles. And I guarantee you, the Lord's going to work. He's going to work through it. You know, Ada, um, one final thought here. You know, the Lord had told St. Faustina, he, he says, fear nothing. 
He's my daughter, fear nothing. I'm always with you. And he's with you. He's with your daughter right now. And he says all the adversities that come in your life will only harm you to the degree that God permits them. He's in control of everything. We're going to pray now for a miracle. And Lord, I, I pray for all those seeking miracles in their life. I thank you for this ability to intercede and to pray with my spiritual family here. And I thank you for the graces that flow through this prayer. And I thank you for the abundant miracles that are reported here daily. And I ask that they may continue for your greater glory. And I give you this case as we pray. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy in us and in the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy in us and in the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy in us and in the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy in us and in the whole world all right well uh michael is up next uh calling us from uh chelsea maine hey michael good afternoon thanks for dialing in I'm sorry, I just fired the wrong button. Michael, good afternoon. Are you with me? Uh, yeah, I'm with hey. you. Can you hear me? Yeah, that was all me. <laughs> so it's good to have <laughs> you here. Thanks for joining me. Awesome. Good afternoon. I need prayers for my mother-in-law. Her name is yeah. Maureen, and uh, she's been battling cancer. Uh, the treatments are not working, and now the cancer spread to her brain. Mm. She's been uh, sorry to hear that. given just a short time to live. And... Uh, it's pretty devastating on my wife, and of course, she lives out by Calgary, Canada, and we're in Maine, so yeah. it's even twice as hard on my on my wife. Wow. Uh, and I also want to add a lady named Vanessa. It's uh, the wife of a friend I work with. She has cancer also. All right. So, well, Michael, I'll be are. praying for you. I'll tell you what. I say this every day because right next door to where I'm broadcasting here is a beautiful chapel. Um, and, I, and I'll, I'll go before Our Lady of Good Health. I'll go before Our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament there. I'll pray for your mother, for, for whatever God's will is. We'll pray for a miracle, of course. Um, and I just pray that you can be with her and, and have an opportunity to, to spend some time with her as well, if God's calling her home. It's hard to lose a mom. I, I say it all the time. Um, but let's pray right now for an extension of life. But I don't know what your will is, but I, I give you Michael. Um, I pray for his mother. I pray for his friend who have cancer. I pray for those who only have a short time to live. And we don't know the day or the hour. We don't know how many minutes we have left. I just pray that we can all be met by you as a merciful Savior, not as a just judge. And you promised that those who pray this prayer, great graces will be given to those who approach death. So I pray for his mother in particular. Extend her life, Lord, as long as possible. And I, I pray for, for her soul, of course. I pray for all those who mourn today and all those who will be be drawn home to you in any moment. 
Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us. And in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole For the world. sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. All right, our next call goes to uh goes to Lori, I guess, if I can get my Call screen up. Hi, Lori in Acadia, Florida. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Drew. Can you hear me? I can. Yes, I can. Okay. Thank you. Um, First of all, thank you for everything you do. I listen to you every day. Thank you. Um, But I have a heavy intention today, and it's about uh, my son who has a mental illness. Mm. He doesn't know he has it, but he suffers from bad, bad rage. Mm. And my daughter-in-law has been physically and emotionally abused by him. And it's very hard being the mother-in-law. I'm the only one that knows um, about it, her family. She won't tell her family. And it's it's just so toxic. And she's got three children and they, it's a long story, but um, she's in a very, very dangerous situation with him, yeah. and she's scared of him, and so she's scared to leave. And so I'm just praying for, I, I, I'm saying three novenas right now for her and my son, yeah. you know, that yeah. he could maybe get the help that he needs um, for his his mental issues, and that she would have the strength to, you know, take the kids and get them away and get them safe. Yeah. and not be afraid. So I need conversion yeah. for him and for my daughter. And that's, it's just hard being the mother-in-law yeah, well, in between. Lori, you sound like a wonderful mother and a great mother-in-law, to be honest. I mean, you're really, you're very sympathetic to the situation and, you know, your daughter-in-law's plight. Um, we'll pray for you right now. Um, the doctor, as you were talking, there was a psychologist I used to have on, psychiatrist. His name was Dr. Richard Fitzgibbon. He was an expert on anger. Uh, and um, I wish I could remember the site for him. But you ought to check him out. His, his, um, Dr. Kloponis was a colleague of his. And they wrote about this extensively. So you might want to read up a little bit on that and, and how you can best handle it. But let's pray for your son now because that's all we can do in this moment. Um, if your grandchildren or your daughter-in-law is in uh, danger of being abused physically, they have to get to safety. You know that. But we're going to pray for you. The other thing that came to my mind, and it's something I've been trying to do a lot more of fast, uh, couple that novena, that trifecta of prayers you're doing, along with some fasting. And, and you'll see how the evil ones got to flee. You'll see how conversion takes place. I believe conversion is the... God hears these prayers, but I want to pray for your daughter-in-law. Pray for your grandkids. I want to pray for you, Lori. And I want to pray for, for your son in a particular way. Um, you know... The one There was one time when St. Faustina was deep in prayer. She was in her chapel, and the Lord appeared to her, and he said to her, he says, my daughter, help me to save souls, right? And he had her pray this chaplet, right? And, and demons have to flee. 
when she prayed this prayer. They, they, they hissed. They had to retract. So let's pray right now in this moment that those demons of anger, whatever it might be that's fomenting these situations, if there's an illness there, that it comes to light and you can get help. Let's pray for that right now. And I want to take everyone who's praying with me, wherever they are. I'm uniting your prayers along with these. And let's, let's storm heaven. We'll ask God in this final decade for, for mercy on all of our needs, wants, desires, and that'll lighten so many of those crosses. Eternal Father, I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and in the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One. Have mercy in us and in the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven. Pray for us. Our Lady of Champion. Pray for us. Mother of Mercy. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. Our Lady Reconciler of Peoples and Nations. Pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Faustina. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. St. Peregrine. Pray for us. St. Jose Maria Escriva. Pray for us. St. Patrick. Pray for us. Patron Saints of Abuse. Pray for us. Pray for us. All you angels and saints. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's just keep praying for each other. All right. I mean, I know that we pray for this 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it is that we spend together every day. Uh, I will pray for each of you, I promise, when I get off the air tonight. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll lift you up. I'll take your petitions before the Lord. Pray for me. And let's pray for these intentions we hear. We're all one family. We're all chosen to live at this particular moment in time. One day the uh, the veil will be lifted. The tears that we, we shed will be wiped away at a glorious await. Uh, revelation awaits us where no eye has seen, no ear has heard the beauty that's in store for those that we love and for you and for me. Uh, I'll be praying for you. Stay with me. Got a couple hours left to hang out with you. Another hour and a half, so don't go away. Tweet us your prayer intention anytime on Twitter at Drew Mariani Show. Hey, join Father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John Paul the Great, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Chestahova, and the Infant Child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at relevantradio.com slash Poland. That's relevantradio.com slash Poland. 
And in a special way, I want to pray that everyone who's listening this evening makes a good confession before Easter in the Lenten season. You won't believe how much joy that will bring to you. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. You know, I love it. I love Father Rocky saying that. Um, I want to do the same thing. I want to invite you, if you are away from the faith, to come back. I, I really do. I had, um, I, and I want you to go to confession. You know, I, I, you might have had a bad experience in it. And I'll tell you a true story. I remember I had, when I was living in the state of Pennsylvania, I lived next to a couple. They were fun. My wife and I hung out with them. We loved them very much. Um, and this one woman, they, they no longer live in that state. They, um, um, we got to know her and she was away from the church. She was born and raised Catholic. And I said to her, I said, Hey, I said, why, why are you, uh, why'd you leave the church? What happens? Oh, you know, she, she, you know, she ended up opening up to me and she says, I ended up having an abortion and I went into the confessional and I confessed it and she had a really bad experience. She felt like she was judged, right? She just didn't, uh, whatever the priest did or whatever her own interpretation was, I don't know. It caused her to leave the church. And they lived, you know, near me. And like I said, we, we would hang out. Eventually, um, she saw how my wife and I, we lived and, and we had little kids at the time lived and how I'd take the family to confession, how I would go and, and the beauty I found in the sacrament. She eventually came back and went to confession after years. And it was transforming for her. She said it was like a weight was lifted off of her shoulder. There was something she was carrying and, and she just... She felt she felt like a new person. She felt like she had a healing, and that's exactly what happens in there. You know. Also, I, I had a I had a cousin. Um, he was a wild guy in his day. I mean, he did all sorts of drugs. He partied. He slept with all sorts of girls. He did everything you could imagine immorally. Got in trouble, right? Just a wild, wild guy, and was totally away from the faith for years. He was away something like thirty years. I mean, he didn't go on in a long, long time. And I, for me, I found it very important to get him to a priest, and he did too. I, I got him to speak to a priest who was so compassionate in the in in the sacrament. And these are game changers. And I just want to speak to you because maybe you're listening. Maybe you stumbled on the station. Maybe you've never heard me before. Maybe you are Catholic. God works in mysterious ways. The Holy Spirit works in really strange ways. This Lent, um, stop by a church and confess. You're going to find the church is very different than maybe it was before for you. You know, if you want to draw closer to God, if you want to have peace, if you want to love more deeply in your relationships, then I'm telling you, go to confession. It'll reignite the flame of divine love in your heart. And it'll free you from the chains that bind you. It'll shed that weight of sin that holds you back from fully embracing God's grace. You know, the seers in Fatima, um, I think it was Jacintha, she she once says, she said, if men only knew what eternity is, if they only could comprehend what eternity is, they would do everything in their power to change their lives. And that's something you and me, we both should be contemplating on. Eternity is a very long time. The consequences of our actions, our failures, and our successes will weigh heavily in our eternal review. You know, I had a priest on, I think, last week, and he said to me, he said, you know, one mortal sin, that's all it takes to separate you from God. 
There are certain conditions for, for that that you have to be aware of. But what mortal sin? An eternity without God, is it really worth it? Is it really, really worth it? We, we live at a time right now where uh, people are swayed by their desires, and I think we've turned from sound teaching. I think of St. Paul. St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, he discusses the time when people will turn away from truth, right? Instead, of, And they'll turn to their own myths, their own teachings that suit their own desires. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me living with my girlfriend. It's fine living with my boyfriend. We don't need to be married. Premarital sex is fine. We're showing our love. Pornography's okay. You know, all of these other, you go down a whole litany of the type of sins that that perhaps people are grappling with, sexual sins, other sins. He says in 2 Timothy 4, he says, there will come a time when people will, will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they'll gather around them in greater number, right, of teachers to say what their itching hear, ears want to hear. We, uh, we won't, we're, we're buying these culture lies. And you know what? It's poisoning the soul. The truth, as challenging as it is, calls you to conversion of heart. It calls you to repentance. It causes you to seek mercy. I'm telling you, maybe you've been to confession and it's been two months. Maybe it's been a year. Maybe it's been six months. Maybe it's been two weeks. Go tomorrow. Go tomorrow. You know, the Lord told St. Faustina he's only hidden by the priest. It'll be the greatest thing he did. I just, I really want to encourage you to tap into this sacrament of mercy. Tap into it. You will experience grace. You'll experience healing. You will be profoundly impacted. Trust me when I tell you that. I've invited Father Nicholas Fetterspiel to stop by today to also share with us, give us some perspective. He's a priest of the Rockford Diocese. He serves as the chaplain for the Rockford Diocese uh, prison ministry and as chaplain for the poor players there in Rockford. Say a prayer for him. He's a great priest. I love him. I had an opportunity to hear him speak in public before as well as on the air and uh, late vocation to the priesthood, but man, what what a what a dynamic priest, Father. It's good to have you with us. I've never gone to confession to you, but I, I can only imagine um, it, it must be a wonderful experience for those who have. Uh, love to have you here. Um, love having you here today. So, love your thoughts on confession as well. I mean, there's so many many areas we can go into, but uh, let me just hand it off to you. Trude, we want to make sure everybody hears today the good news, right? Don't miss the headline that we can still be the hero of our own story. And that's what happens in confession, right? Think of when all of our stories began. On our birthday? No. On a day of conversion? No. The day we go to confession? No. Your story, Drew, my story, all, all who are listening today, our, all of our stories began when God said those, magic, those amazing words, let there be light. Right, it's the first words in the Bible that God said, Genesis chapter one, verse three, let there be light. And that has nothing to do with the creation of the sun. That was not until the fourth day, right? Your story, my story, all of our stories began when God said, let there be light. And that's why Lucifer hates us. That's why he scratches us. He doesn't like being around light. He wants to pull us down to the darkness. And think of anybody who's driving right now, right, to keep, keep that drive alive, listening to relevant radio. Anyone who's in a car knows the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason, right? Amen. And Lucifer knows we're dangerous when we're SOG, when we're in the state of grace. And think of what we're, we're talking about this on a Friday, right? Jesus shed 12 pints of his precious blood for you, for me, for all of us on a Friday afternoon, because he had that much to give, right? That's what love does. It gives everything. And Think of this, Drew, you started this segment by talking about Paul, but you said something very interesting about before you said the word Paul. You said St. Paul, right? I'm just quoting you, right? And think of everyone who's listening today. We always talk about St. Paul, right? He wrote 25% of the New Testament. But before he had ST in front of his name, 
let's not forget what he had in front of his name before ST. It was FK, right? He was a serial killer. Right, let's don't exaggerate it. Wow. This is, these are facts from the Bible. Wow. Right, there's thirty thousand verses in the Bible. I love that. Can you imagine uh, a pastor walking the newly ordained priest to the parish after ordination? Say, oh, tell us about your vocation. You know, what did you do before you became priest? Oh, I was an SK. I was a serial killer. A serial killer. <laughs> you know, I think the ladies in the front pew would drop their rosaries. Like, oh, Father was an <laughs> SK. He was a serial killer. But that's what Paul did. He was slaying Christians. He was a serial killer. That's why this is good news. If Jesus Christ can convert the heart of a serial killer and let him write 25% of the New Testament, there's hope for us all. There's hope for us all. And Jesus is waiting for all of us to stop by, stop by his heart, put our head on his heart to receive his mercy. Here's my theme for Lent, to heroically wage war on the wimp within. We all have it. All of us have that wimp within, and Jesus wants to take that away from us. And Drew, we have to say from the rooftop what the facts are. We live in a culture right now in these United States of America that mocks sin, denies sin, excuses sin, defends sin, ignores sin, rationalizes sin, enjoys sin, flaunts sin, mm. promotes sin, glorifies sin, applauds sin, redefines sin, relabels sin. Compare those 13 things I just said to Jesus, what it says on his side of the scoreboard. Jesus hates sin, right? He hates sin, not sinners, sin. And he wants us to be able to say the same thing. And what a tremendous grace we have, be able to come to Jesus' heart and say to him, I'm sorry. And think about what he's saying to us, right? Our life's not futile, right? My failures are not fatal, right? My death is not final, right? And this is good news. We want to bring every sin, every weakness, every flaw, all these into Jesus and hear those wonderful words, you are forgiven, go in peace. I love it. My guest today, Father Nicholas Betterspiel. And if you are away and you got questions about confession or maybe you've gone back and you want to share your own testimony on how it has transformed your life, um, if you're not Catholic and you got questions about you know, us confessing to a priest, we can talk about that as well. Father, I have to take a quick break, and we'll get that out of the way, and we'll come back. You and I can talk more and take a few calls. The number to get in, by the way, if you would like to join us, it's 888-914-9149. Come on, hang out with us, 888-914-9149. Taking a look at that great sacrament of mercy, confession, when I return. Your daily dose of faith, hope, and charity. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, looking for a new job? How about one that offers opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. An Illinois Life Insurance Society, not available in all states. And if we confessed our sins directly to God, which we should do, that is perfectly fine. But it doesn't give us the sacramental gifts of absolution, which is the objectively sure way of knowing that we have forgiveness for our sins. And it forces us in our humanity to confront the Lord God himself, because we believe that in the sacrament of holy orders, that priest is now configured to Christ in an objective matter. He becomes another Christ. He stands in the person of Christ. And whether it be in the sacraments of in all the sacraments, baptism, uh, Eucharist, but especially, but also in reconciliation and confession, you're not confessing your sins to this man, you're confessing your sins to the Lord God, who Jesus Christ, who is our great high priest. And when Jesus uh, appeared to the disciples in the upper room on that first Easter Sunday in John's Gospel, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit and says, receive the Holy Spirit, 
who sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Who sins you retain, they are retained. So the Lord God set it up in such a way that he gives us, the church, through her priests, the power to forgive sins. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, that was a priest that was actually on Morning Air with John Morales. Um, it was Father John Gordon. And I, I think that's such a great, uh, great perspective. You're joining me. I am uh, joined by another wonderful priest, Father Nicholas Fetterspiel, and we'll take a few of your calls and we'll talk about how to get you ready. Uh, Father Fetterspiel during the break was telling me Mother Teresa had uh, one really great strategy for you in terms of examining your conscience. He's got 40. We'll get to those. But Father, let's jump right to the phones. Tom is in Apple Valley, Minnesota, and he's got a question for you. Tom, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, first off, Drew. Maggie, everybody that, that is at Relevant Radio, God bless you. Thank you guys you. are amazing. Thank I was you. born and raised Catholic. Went to, uh, I, I now go to an Assemblies of God church. I'm very happy there. We have good messages and all that. I'm torn and thinking very seriously about going back to the Catholic faith. But one of the things that I have a question about, and you kind of in that um, uh, audio you just played, what is the difference between me going directly to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and saying, please forgive me for this, rather than standing in line, which is okay, for 30 minutes on a Saturday afternoon and talking to a priest and saying the same thing? I, I don't mean to minimize it, but I'm just trying to get you know, the point out there. And, well, and that's I'll, a great I'll question. <clears throat> Tom, I, I love it. Father, I'm going to let you respond. Tom, it's a great question. Thank you for asking. Uh, my home is in Texas, although I'm in Illinois now as a priest. And a few years ago, I was in Texas with some friends at their lake house, and they had an evangelical in town. Her name was Carrie. She was happily married. And she asked me the same question, Tom, you asked me. It's one of the greatest questions I've ever been asked in my life. And I've actually preached this from the pulpit as a priest here in Illinois. And Catholics have told me if I had heard that 30 years ago, it would come back to confession. So I want to praise God for Carrie in my life who asked me this question. Her husband was away in Canada. He was on a ranching hunting trip. And uh, she was there with all the guests in the family. And she just asked me this question. We'd spend the whole time on the lake all day long, jet skiing, water skiing. And at night, the Adami family from Sherman, Texas would host us, have a nice dinner, these great Italian Catholics. And she was the non-Catholic there. And she asked me, Tom, exactly what you just said. She goes, why can't I go straight to God? Why do I have to go to the priest? She, Tom, she said the same question in Texas you're saying from Apple Valley. And this is what I told her. I said, let's put the confession question aside. Let's ask you this. When you got married to your husband, right, you didn't go straight to God, right? You had a ceremony in a church, right? When people have funerals, you don't go to the backyard and have a ceremony, right? You, 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 you don't go straight to God. You, you come to the church, right? You go to a funeral home. You have services. You have a wake service, right? I said, I asked Carrie, I said, you have two children with your, with your husband. You're very happy, right? I said, when you baptize your two children, you didn't go straight to God. You didn't go to the kitchen sink, grab the Dixie cup, and have a really uh, very formal ritual ceremony saying we bring these kids to God's family. I said, no, no, but when it comes to sin... We all want to go straight to God, but we don't do that with baptism. We don't do that with weddings. We don't do it with funerals, right? But because sin is dirty, it's filthy, it's ugly, it's embarrassing, it's shameful, right? Oh, we want to go straight to God in that. And so I said to Carrie, I said, I only have one request. Just be consistent. Just be very, very consistent, right? Whether it's baptism, wedding, funeral, sin, right? 
we, no, we, none of us go straight to God on that. We always go through God's ordained minister on the earth, right? It's logical. It's logical. And she told me this story, uh, Tom. She said they had a man in their evangelical church in Texas who committed a great big sin. It was in the newspapers, all public, right? And he had to come before the whole congregation to confess his sins publicly, right? Because that's what it says in James. And so it said, Carrie, do you and your husband do that? Do you come before the congregation and confess your whole sins to everybody, in front of everybody? She says, oh, no, no, just if it's public, not private. I said, well, down in Houston, where I'm raised, we call that the double standard. <laughs> double standard. And I said, Carrie, all I'm asking is, wow. be consistent. And Tom, would you know, several years later, I went back to Texas for a funeral in Sherman, Texas. And who did I meet? Carrie's husband. He was back from the hunting trip in Canada, obviously. He said, I just want to tell you, your conversation had a profound impact on my wife in a very, very good way. And Tom, that's really what I say. Be consistent with our logic. Right? People say what you're saying um, in goodwill, right? With no sarcasm, no cynicism, and you don't have any of that. You're being very sincere, praise God. And people wonder that, Tom. Like, why can't we go straight to God? But we just got to be consistent with what the Bible says when it comes to baptisms, weddings, funerals, and sins. Um, Jesus put this on the earth for us, and it's a great opportunity to, to open ourselves up to it. Um, and to hear that priest say, I now pronounce you man and wife. I now pronounce your sins forgiven, right? I now baptize, baptize your baby, right? And God put these ministers on the earth to be his spokesman. Hope that helps, Tom. Um, you hear it out of the part. Thank you. Yeah, and Tom, thank you for your call. I, welcome back. I really hope you come back, and uh, you will not regret going to that that confession and receiving our Lord in the, in the Blessed Sacrament. I'm so happy to hear from you, and thanks for, for listening. Thank you for your kind words. It's a couple other points, Tom, too, just to follow up on what Father said. And, Father, you can maybe expand on these as well. Um, the early church... You know, the practice of confessing sins uh, to a church authority, that's, that's chase, you trace that all the way back to the early church fathers. Uh, you know, at that time, confessions were actually public, but, you know, there's a long history of this. This isn't something the Catholic Church made up a few decades ago or after the split, right? This, this has been a tradition within the church. There's also a psychological benefit to going to confession. And when a priest gives you those words of absolution, when he tells you you're absolved of your sins, he not only acts, I think, as a representative of Christ, but also really a, a spiritual guide, a psychologist. I mean, people go to a psychologist for help. When you hear those words, there's something about knowing that your sins are forgiven. And then from a spiritual perspective, Father, I, I think of just the authority that the the uh, you've been given, right? Uh, the Lord says, I think it's in, in John 20, somewhere around there, when he said to his apostles, you know, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they're forgiven. If you retain them, They'll be retained. So, you know, Christ handed that authority on uh, to, to to the priesthood. So I just, um, I think there's a lot of reasons to go back. I'd love just to go in my room and say, Lord, forgive me for the way, uh, forgive me for my sins, you know, and, and put it behind me. But there's there's so much more to that encounter. And, and as I mentioned earlier, Father, uh, you know, St. Faustine even says, gosh, you know, the Lord is truly present there. He's only hidden by the priest. He, the priest is the veil, but the Lord is the one who works in the soul. So I love Tom's call. Father, we have a few minutes, a lot of phone calls, but I, I want to get to a couple of your points on preparing for that confession. Tom's going to go back. How does one examine the conscience? Mother Teresa told her nuns in Calcutta as she was preparing these young novices and postulants for their vocation. She said, you know, when you go to bed at night, just where your head hits the pillow, just ask one question, right? So one question, examination of conscience. In the last 24 hours, was there any part of my day where I had no joy? 
right? She said, that's where we know Satan is on our back scratching us, leading us to temptation and sin. Right? We don't sin when we have joy, right? It's a great question, I think, Drew, right? In the last 24 hours, was there any part of my day where I had no joy? And I offer this too, right? St. Thomas More, the, the husband, the dad, the father, the martyr from England, right? He has three questions that are worth thinking about. How have I neglected my duties, right? How have I neglected my duties? Number two, how have I been ungrateful for God's many blessings and gifts? And number three, how have I been slow to do God's will? Right, those are great questions from two two of our saints. Uh, one uh, very very modern, right? One man, one woman, one a nun, one a husband. And I also can share Drew with what I tell our nuns here in Rockford at the Poor Clare Monastery. Right? Um, am I available? Right? Am I approachable? Am I unoffendable? Right? And think about that. Being able to say to Jesus, Jesus, forgive me for all the times I was not available. I was not approachable. Right? That I was unoffendable. And to think about what specific changes is Jesus asking me to make. Right? And going into his heart and saying, I'm sorry for all the wounds I brought to their heart, your heart, all the sorrow I've caused your mother. Right? And think what the catechism says. Drew, it's my favorite part of the catechism, paragraphs 387. It says, call sin a sin, and then the catechism gives us four categories. And it says, don't call sin, I made a mistake, I have a developmental flaw, I have a psychological weakness, or this is the consequence of an inadequate social structure. Again, that's paragraph 387. Just call sin a sin, right? And do what Jesus does. He hates sin. Right? We live in a country where we just can sin and get by with it. Right? We can sin and leave all the consequences to others. Right? And sin and we can survive. And she says, no, no, no. Sin is very serious in God's eyes. And Jesus, we want to say to you, all of us who are listening, we are sorry. Right? And what happens, Drew, what Jan Vianney said, when we go into confessional and confess our sins, we're unnailing the Lord's hands. I love it. Think about that. We're unnailing the Lord's hands when we confess. Father, i got to hold it right there. My gratitude to Father Nicholas Fettersfield. We'll bring him back and continue this conversation. News and headlines are straight ahead. I'll be back on the other side. Stay with me.